Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. So what would you tell someone who wanted to go into this? Like, how would someone know if this was a good idea for them? What should they know? Because I think this is a genius idea for the right person. And again, it's completely risk-free. They don't ever have to spend a dime. They can just, you know, spend 10, 20, 30 hours working on it, seeing if it can go anywhere, and then work with it from there. So what, yeah. what should someone know if they wanted to, to dive into this? Right. So obviously this all happens on a computer and internet. So you need to be internet savvy. And um, so the, the biggest heavy lifting that we kind of do for our customers is online marketing. So okay. you, you, so you can, you can easily find an e-commerce platform. You can connect that platform to Printful. That's usually the easy part. The two hardest parts are figuring out, okay, what's going to be my niche? What's going to be the designs and how I'm going to market it. So, but all the good thing, all those things are things you can develop or you can use people to help you. So like, if you're not a good designer, um, you know, for instance, we do provide design services at a cost, you know, you can inquire with our designers, but there are platforms out there uh, that you can hire designers or other specialists from platforms like 99designs, Fiverr, Upwork, etc. So if you don't know something, you can, you can hire somebody to help you with that. So, but the online marketing part generally um, is the one that, you know, the, the sellers need to figure out and learn about it. But there's so many resources out there, how to learn Instagram advertising, uh, Facebook, etc. cetera. Um, so, and yeah, you need to be good with social media, you know, getting your mes message across, getting those followers, getting those followers engaging. So it's not like it's completely, you know, you don't, you need to some set of skills to be successful. Otherwise, uh, it's going to be really hard getting those sales. But, you know, a lot of things uh, like that could be learned. And there's always new, you know, new techniques popping up, new opportunities uh, to chase, uh, new products uh, to use. Um, I mean, um, you just need to read a lot. Like, that's how we, like, the, I didn't finish the story, but how we got. Oh, to yeah, the, sorry. I interrupted you in the middle. Okay, yeah, yeah go back. How we got to the Printful is that pre-Printful, we had our own online store called Starter Vitamins. So this, this is going to be a good example. So Starter Vitamins sells online posters with motivational quotes, like, you know, uh, move fast and break things and stuff like that. We, we figured out that we, you know, as a startup company back then, we, we wanted to put these cool things on our walls in our office, and we just couldn't find designs like that. So we started our own business and we printed those posters on demand and launched a Shopify store back in 2011. And uh, we wanted to expand in apparel because I said previously, biggest category in internet. And we wanted to do the same thing as posters. We didn't want to have any inventory. We, you know, we have an order, we will print it. So we were looking for a print-on-demand company that would do, us, do it for us. But back then, those eight years ago, uh, we couldn't find a company that would plug into ultimately in our Shopify backend and would print fast enough, quality enough, would have good, good customer service. So naturally we sense that there's a business opportunity here for starter vitamins, you know, as a small online brand, small online e-commerce store, we have a need for something like Printful. So that's why we started Printful, you know, Printful comes from name printing and fulfillment. And when we launched it, ah. and 
Okay, yeah. I was wondering. Now I know. Yeah. When we launched it back in 2013, that was our first audience. So here's again, uh, ha uh, happens why it's good to have multiple businesses because when we launched Printful, it was not in an empty space. We had the Startup Vitamins brand. We had the Startup Vitamins team. You know, we had a developer, a designer, a marketer, and they said like, okay, we think there's a, this other thing. The Printful could maybe work out. Let's launch it out. Let's use the Startup Vitamins brand audience to launch it. And it turns out, yeah, it worked. And, uh, and, uh, and people just really wanted to build their own niches. You know, we said like, if you want to build something like Startup Wines, you can now do that with Printful. Just figure out your own niche, pick different products, et cetera. And we kept uh, uh, Startup Wines going up, and, up until all these years. We have defocused from that from the last two or three years. But, you know, we still have Startup Vitamins because it uses Printful and it helps us understand our customers, how they use our product. We use our own product too, um, in a sense. That's cool. So that's so it's, and they're kind of like sister companies. You don't run them in the same place. They are like one company uses the other company. So it's actually one company legally as well. We just kept it okay. as a legacy because it's part of our history. But uh, okay. But yeah, we, we, you know, we, we, we kept it around. And But again, the team that gained some knowledge how to market Startup Vitamins product, then later worked on Printful. And, uh, Startup they, Vitamins? Is my catching the name right? Yeah, Startup Vitamins. It's nothing with supplements, but, uh, you know. But uh, it's, it's like <laughs> inspirational, like vitamins, like inspirational stuff for startups. Correct, yeah. Love it. Yeah, yeah it's still very, very cool. Yeah. But the team, uh, the marketing team and the dev team learned like a lot on, on Startup Vitamins brand that just really came in handy when we got to the Printful. Uh, we already knew by then how to be better at online advertising, online communities to tap into. And that's the thing that's going to happen. You know, if your first online uh, business uh, is not going to work, you will learn a lot of things and maybe your next business idea is going to work. And you will be able to, you know, take some learnings from that previous experience yeah so how did you go from employee to running the place well um you know one thing that we really value at a company is just uh, showing initiative and first you know showing that you can do and then you know being rewarded for it so uh at a startup company this all all these ideas just popping uh, are popping up all the time i just showed the initiative that i want to do it and they said well yeah you are that kid who just returned from the u.s so we're launching this u.s project it's going to mark, we're going to focus this into the United States consumers. You're probably going to know, you know, a bit about after studying there for a while. So just, <laughs> you were there a little bit. You probably know this. You do it. <laughs> so yeah, I was just kind of assigned to it and, uh, and just, you know, put in the work and, and, um, and, you know, eventually became, you know, I was always, you know, the lead person running it, but we just call these, you know, things projects. And then it was just, later on, it was clear, okay, this is now a company and, I guess I'm the CEO now, and and uh, this is how it just all, all kind of naturally happened. Um, yeah, just you know, doing doing good work, and I, I had relationships with other founders uh, a while ago. Again, I, I worked on the social network before this, so um, you know, I had some trust credit, and uh, that helped me uh, when we moved into Printful. And and you know, again, Printful again was growing, um, scaling. And I kept kind of scaling myself with the journey of the company uh, because this, the, 
the things that you needed to understand and know in the beginning are not like the things I need to know and understand and do now when we're 800 years, uh, well, 800, 800 people, 800 people, right? Yeah, I'm actually kind of curious about it. Like you went from being, you know, like an IT water boy to running a company that's employing 800 people. What was that like for you? And as the audience can't see you because we're on audio, but I can't, you, you're not old right? Kind of said you were 18 years old in 2007. So that makes you fairly young. Um, What was it like to, to go from, you know, being a cog in the wheel to running the entire wheel? Right. So first of all, it took seven years of parental journey. So it's not, it's not like an overnight thing. But uh, one thing that really, really helped me is that when the business was small in the early, early days, I did everything myself. I did the customer service, I did the marketing, I did the, I did the managing of the developers. So when, it, you know, the, when the time came that we needed to hire uh, people to do those things instead of me, I understood the job because uh, I did it myself. And, and I did basically everything around Printful initially, and it was very easy then to uh, to hire people and teach them how to do things because I did that job previously. Uh, so I, I, it's for me for me a little difficult to imagine if I would like be a CEO at another company to join in if I haven't done certain jobs. It would be very difficult for me to be objective about those jobs and and how's uh, how how's they're working. But since I've done so many jobs, it really helped. Uh, to hire the initial team and you know scale up and just give certain things away to delegate basically and another thing that's on top of that I'm just naturally I'm a I guess a learner I read a lot uh, I what do you read give me give me some books I love well, books I'm a, I'm a bibliophile I have like a book addiction I really shouldn't be allowed on Amazon at all ever in the book section but I mean uh, the books that I've read then are um, you know, I can some of your actually, favorites. Yeah. Well, it used to be rework uh, by Base Confounders. Uh, it was Ooh, I haven't heard it. I've heard of it, but I haven't heard it mentioned in a while. Rework. I remember. I remember hearing about it for a while, a couple of years ago, and then uh, no one's mentioned that to me in a while. Maybe I'm gonna check it out again. Yeah, it's it's been a while since it came out, but it just kind of made me look differently how certain things should be done. And I really like other books by Base Confounders. They released book on remote working, which is really hot right now. The latest book, it doesn't have to be crazy at work. And and, and there was a, a third book, I believe. But so they have a bunch of books, and you know, initially it was something that helped was the lean startup, especially when you're launching the business. The lean startup is excellent. I think the author of the book recently has said, yeah, the pandemic is a really great time to launch a business. I wholeheartedly agree. It so, really is. I completely agree as well. Yeah, and the you know the more recently you know we you know we have this book reading culture around the company, so people are required to re- read certain books when they join Printful. So rework used really? to be, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. rework. What what are the list of books they have to read? Rework. What else? You know, it depends on also on job. We have books for HR, like the who the method of hiring is that an HR book that everybody needs to read. You know, Which I one? use it. Who the method of hiring? Who like a question? Who? So that is a really great HR book. I use it in hiring and uh, a lot, and my HR team does it. Uh, but uh, more recently, the book that is kind of very universal and everybody uh, can really benefit is it's a, also a really, really short one. It's called Intercom on Startups. I don't think it's even on Amazon. So it's by Intercom, this Irish technology company. 
Uh, and actually, ex uh, Printful employee works there. So I just kind of kept following the company. And there's, again, lessons from the journey of Intercom and how they scale the company. But they look at multiple things like people, marketing, the product, et cetera. And they're really, really, really short, concise way. So that's the book I, I give to new employees because uh, that helps them understand how we do things at Printful or do things at you know, fast scaling startup companies. So Intercom, again, is probably one of the most successful Irish companies, really scaled a lot. So we're kind of in a similar journey stage and we went through similar stuff that Intercom went through. So that's kind of more recently my favorite book, but there's others books that I just really enjoyed, like, you know, Shoe Dog. Uh, for my Shoe 90- Dog I loved. Yes, yeah. that was such a good one. So there's sort of things like that and, and, and I recommend and the hard thing about hard things uh, by, uh, you know, oh, I don't know that one. Uh, is uh, is is great too. Again, like you know, I think that one of the stories was, uh, you know, how you know back in '99 or 2000s when you know it took 18 months to build a billion-dollar company. So, like you know, we're uh, and that's a, just a crazy story. And you, you can learn that does sound like a crazy story. That's the hard thing about hard things. Yeah, yeah. That's well. That's, never... that's amazing. Uh, I, there's many, uh, many, many stories in that book, but uh, very cool. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, I need an extra lifetime just to read all the books I want to read. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get partway into one, and then there's another one, and I'm like, oh, but I really want to read the other one. We won't discuss how many books I'm in the middle of right now, um, <laughs> possibly because I can't count them. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I really, really like that. So. You know, it sounds like you're really a natural at this. You kind of fell into it and it's just really working for you. What's a current struggle with the business with where it's at right now? Well, now is a, you know, exceptional time. Like a lot of struggles are around this pandemic crisis. Uh, And, you know, it's uh, so a lot of our growth came from more people than ever before uh, trying to make extra money income online you know, single sole entrepreneurs. So back in the last recession, uh, you know, companies like Uber and Airbnb came out. So there was extra extra income uh, on people. So we, we are extremely overwhelmed with the demand because those income streams have dried up. You know, there's less, way less Uber rides happening and obviously travel is greatly impacted. So people who used to make money on Airbnb is uh, again, you know, at loss of income, et cetera. So, they gravitate towards other means how they can make money, you know, ideally, you know, being that small business owner, one to two, three person. And they naturally gravitate to, you know, print on demand, rapturing, Shopify, selling stuff on marketplaces like Amazon and Etsy. So we're really extremely overwhelmed by the demand and we have to scale, scale extremely quickly. So a lot of tens of thousands of customers depend on us uh, but the the surge that we've seen in the, in order volume is greater than uh, Black Friday or Cyber Monday levels, and oh for my that, gosh. for that moment we have months to prepare. We know that's going to come. That's when the Black Friday is. That's when the Cyber Monday hits. So it just kind of you know uh, fell on us. And at the same time, we have to operate you know using social distancing, the extra safety measures. We kind of you know, hide as easily, we kind of train as easily. So 
So we are doing everything we can. We're buying equipment with like, you know, spending millions of dollars buying new equipment. But the biggest struggle is probably, you know, communicating and explaining to your customer base, you know, that uh, you don't want to let down, you, you know, you, you know, you want them to be of course loyal and, um, and in explaining them, this is, this is unprecedented. This is global pandemic. We're trying to do everything possible in all our five locations around the globe, but the orders are going to be delayed. <laughs> and yeah. it's very difficult to explain that to the customer who, whose business depends on Printful doing its job. And, uh, we, and for a lot of them, this is now, you know, it used to maybe for some of them be an extra income and might have become the only source of income they have left. So I feel a great responsibility that we do everything possible, but it's, it's tough. Uh, it's tough to explain to our customers what's going on. And, you know, latest how we're trying to solve this to be as transparent as possible. Just communicate way more about doing We're you know, showing them pictures of new equipment installed, installed and stuff like that to, to just kind of assure them that we're doing everything we can uh, to make sure to, to fulfill their orders, but it's a struggle. I totally hear that. And yeah, that's, I'm so impressed that you were able to join me for this show during this time. Like I cannot even imagine. Are all your locations under, let's say, quarantine or, or lockdown or social distancing um, protocols? Because you're all over the world. Is Latvia on lockdown? I, I don't know. Yeah, the, the, you know, we, we operate in US, in California, in LA, in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Tijuana, Mexico, and uh, Barcelona, Spain, and Riga, Latvia. Uh, the harshest lockdowns was in Spain, actually. They, yeah, you know, I have they, people in Spain. They are, they are just off the charts. Right. <laughs> but now, now, now they allowed manufacturing businesses to operate. Yeah, actually, yeah, they scaled back like two weeks ago, well, a week and a half ago. And that's when we started our Barcelona facility. You know, we were scheduled to start earlier, couldn't start, you know, we were under lockdown and now we have started. So last two weeks we were operating. Oh. But the easiest lockdown were in Latvia. Again, maybe, uh, maybe in this very interesting time of benefit, a small country, you know, we saw things happening in Italy and around uh, the globe. So the local, uh, Latvian government really closed down the borders really early and put restrictions and social distancing very early on when there were not a lot of cases in the country. So, you know, restaurants re never really closed. They were just encouraged to operate at social distancing. So Latvia actually were really, really lucky that we didn't have restrictions that a lot of other countries uh, had or lockdowns. Yet we also had one of the lowest counts of cases or in fatalities in Europe. So Latvia actually did Amazing. way better than most other countries. And we have about, out of those 800 people, we had about 350 in Latvia. So that was good that we, you know, we are pretty safe in, in Latvia. And, and uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, just transitioned to working remotely. But um, uh, another thing- How that, do you, you do know, manufacturing remotely? Like, that's kind of one of my questions. How do you do manufacturing remotely or social distancing for service businesses? Like my life honestly didn't change very much. So I'm working from, you know, my new corner office, which is a corner of my bedroom um, instead of my regular office. Um, but most of my business, my team is fully virtual. I run mostly on Zoom. It's not much changed, right? My schedule a little bit because I got my kids home. Manufacturing is like, that's all in person. You have to right. touch stuff, and breathe on people. Right. So, How yeah. do you do that? You know, there, there's a way to do manufacturing to adapt and a lot of companies around the world is. So when, when lockdowns started happening, we, you know, 
we, we prioritize employee safety. So we, you know, started operating on a volunteer basis. So like, you know, if you don't need to come in, you're not going to be, you know, given attendance points for, you know, missing your work. Uh, and so a volunteer basis, face coverings very early on, before there was suggestions in US, before there were any lockdowns, we asked our employees uh, to wear face coverings in our facilities. And uh, we still continue to do so. So we're running at reduced capacity. So, you know, our, of course, hand sanitizers everywhere, everything and st stuff like that. But there's a way to, you know, operate, you know, we, then we had pods where printers operate around the dryer. We had more people before this. Now we have to operate under social distancing. So we have less people working in the same, same, uh, same, same capacity. So we reduced uh, to observe social distancing. Uh, we we closed in LA for a while. Uh, and yeah, LA LA is just starting to open manufacturing again, no? Yeah, we closed in LA for a while, but uh, we started operating at reduced capacity, and we were actually doing two things: distributing face masks that uh, you know another LA company, Bella Canvas, made for us. So, which is you know uh, very you know LA County is encouraging that. Another thing we started printing. Yeah neck gaiters, which can be used as a face covering. So that product has been the most successful printful product ever. So Wait, is neck gaiters is the thing that, I wonder if that's the thing that I ordered. It's like a tube and you put it over your head and you can pick it up to cover your face if you want to. Correct. Oh, I, knew, I needed a name. See, I just typed in face masks for kids on Amazon and I saw there was an eye, I'm calling it like the maskers and the anti-maskers, right? It's, <laughs> so I am, um, I might, I might lose a lot of followers right now, but I'm an anti-masker. I don't like the culture. I don't like the panic. I don't like the atmosphere of it. And at the same time, I have no intention of doing anything to endanger anybody. So I was looking for something that would be a mask without looking like a mask. And those are perfect. They're perfect. They're lightweight. You can breathe through them better. My kids love them. They were complaining, I don't want to wear a mask, possibly because I'm an anti-masker. But, um, but these they'll wear no problem. And then they can wear them as a headband and they can wear them as a, well, not a necklace, but like it looks like a scarf. Yeah, these are amazing. So yeah, you can use use them a headband. So we started selling those, and that allowed us to continue to operate in LA because that's what. So it's called a know. neck. Oh, because it's an essential service. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh, so it's called a neck gaiter. Now I know what it's called. Right. I just so now, kept calling them like two scarf mask things. And <laughs> if you type it in Google, you will find it. Google I'll probably find it because I'm yeah, not the only idiot who didn't know what it was called. So. You know, we've been refocusing mostly doing products like that and that, that has helped us going and it's, you know, a product that's in need and can be customized, can be printed on demand. And, uh, you know, there's 300. And do you print fabric also, or are you just adding logos and imagery? Because I happen to have a bunch of, they come as pre-printed fabrics. I got my kids like a bunch of army print ones. I got myself this really cool like space scene. So I look like a total weirdo when I go out. Um, so are you just starting with regular plain fabrics and then putting logos on them or mm -hmm. so are they, they... they are using sublimation techniques so we have white fabric that's unprinted and uh we, you know we would uh cut it so we so basically sublimation works you have fabric and you have paper a special paper and through heat ink from that paper transfers over to fabric so that's is that that print you will have but the, the fabric is initially white and uh, you know each negator can be with any unique design and we sublimate it that you know ink from the paper goes onto the fabric and that's essentially the finished product we you know do some 
quality control back and ship it directly to the customer. So oh the I want to make my own neck gaiters now. Yeah, I'm going to make anti-masker neck gaiters. Yeah. yeah. The ones you described <laughs> are made in uh, China in bulk, so they cannot be yeah. customized. They're not one-offs. They can be cheaper because they're made in large quantities in China. So that's not something we do. We we manufacturing close to customer, like in the U.S., close to the customer, yeah. uh, and they are uniquely designed and and you know special to the customer. No, but I love that. Oh, I should have picked your brain so much more on how you do this. I'm fascinated by it. I originally wanted to go into fashion design, and I totally get it. I, so all your fabric is white, which means you have no waste because all your stuff can be anything. Yeah. So there's multiple categories. That is sublimation. Yes, fabric is white, but there's you know we do also use digital printing. So you know we have would we'll have a black T-shirt that we print on over and yeah, over. Yeah, where it's it. applicable. I get that. That makes sense. It wouldn't make sense for you to have white fabric and then dye it black with pattern. Uh, that would be silly. I do understand that. You would not be a successful business if you did things like that. Oh, wow. Okay. I totally have more questions, but our time is ending. So tell everybody how they can find out more about Printful, how they can get started selling um, their own neck gaiters for the anti-maskers like myself. Yeah, uh, the first step would be really just going to printful.com and uh, and just reading what's on the website, signing up. Uh, we have you know helpful emails uh, coming to all new signups, uh, explaining how to use the product. We have a blog with a ton of articles that explain you know what we just talked about. You know sublimation versus digital printing, how to market your products, how to design your products, stuff like that. We actually have a a, a promotion for new. Customers, uh, we made uh, a, a coupon code uh, with the name Breakthrough. That's the coupon code you can use to get $5. Oh, that's off. so cool. Hey, guys, I got my own coupon code. Yep. Use Breakthrough. Yeah, yeah use Breakthrough and you summon your first order. You can get $5 off, uh, test out the service. So that's what our a lot of our customers first use. When they sign up, they order first stuff to themselves, to their own address to kind of check out, do they design it correctly or can they improve on the design? And after, after that, then they put it on their website and then they start selling. So we really encourage people to kind of sample our, our product uh, to see if it, you know, it's up to your standards. Because like on blank t-shirts, we have like 50 different shirts to choose from, from varying levels of cuts to, to qualities and colors. And, and uh, you know, each seller needs to decide what kind of fits their audience or brand that's you know, higher quality or like medium quality and stuff like that. I love it. I feel like there should be a t-shirt with a mask attached where you could like pick it up and put it down. I feel like that's coming. Like a reverse yeah. hoodie. Exactly. Yeah, like a hoodie, like the hood goes on your back, but I feel like it's going to, we'll call it a masky, you know? <laughs> I'm, you know, if it's not already out there, it's probably going to be made <laughs> very soon. I'm sure it will be. I'm sure, like I one time went out in LA, it's illegal to go out without your mask as of April 15th, and I forgot mine at home, not quite used to it um, in the early days, and so I actually turned my shirt into a mask just by like right. picking it up like under my necklace. Um, but I totally see that coming. All right, guys. Amazing. So go to printful.com, check it out, order a cool neck gaiter or something else cool. Um, a shirt, a, a masky shirt, like a hoodie, but reversed. Uh, use code breakthrough. Um, Davis, this was awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. And guys, for all of you listening, 
listen, whether this business opportunity is for you or for somebody else, you know someone who needs to know about this. I know that I'm going to be checking out Printful and trying that code and ordering something fun. So share the love, sdrand.com slash 99 for the show notes, the links, the details, and the recordings, as well as Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere that podcast can be found. And uh, share this amazing business opportunity, which is so valuable in today's, as we keep saying, unprecedented times. And we'll catch you next week. There are a lot of online courses out there and lots of online course academies. So when you want to learn something new, how do you choose? Well, it depends what you're looking for. And if you're looking for the best way to get a premium university level education, then edX is your answer. With over 100 million course enrollments and 152 global partners, you can learn everything from marketing, my personal favorite, to coding, languages, to management skills, and everything in between. You can pay for edX courses to get the full experience and earn verified certificates. But if all you need is to upgrade your skills or knowledge, many can be audited for free. So I don't know what you're waiting for. I checked out edX as soon as I heard this, and you should go right now, or whenever you're not driving, to sign up at edX with our link, www.edX.org slash breakthrough. That's www.edX.org slash breakthrough to get a special discount and access to incredible learning, certifi certifications, and even degrees. www.edX.org slash breakthrough. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?